Hello, and welcome to A Purpose Story Podcast with your host, Mordecai Tirage. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of A Papa Story Podcast. And uh, my aim of this podcast is basically to encourage you, to inspire you, and ultimately to challenge you to live a life worthy of the calling that God has for your life. So as I have conversations with my friends, my peers, and just people around me, I hope that you are able to be uh, encouraged by the conversations that we have. And today I have two of my good friends one is uh in kenya and the other one is here in the u.s and i've known these two ladies for such a long time they've had such a tremendous impact in my life and i hope our conversation today really does does what we do here encourage you inspire you and challenge you to live out your god-given purpose so let's hop in welcome today i have esther and sydney so first of all esther and sydney Welcome. Thank you so much for making this time. And I want you guys to introduce yourself. Basic introduction. Thank you, Mordecai. Yep. So tell me your favorite food. Tell me your favorite destination. And what do you do? Ah, okay. Uh, I guess I can start. So my favorite, so my name is Esther. Um, my favorite food is chapati now i don't know how many of you will understand what chapati is (laughs) so i'm from kenya and chapati is like it's i think naan is a more globally known um food but it's like naan but it's thicker um yeah and it's really really good so you can have it white or brown like out of brown flour or white flour and I love it. It's my favorite food. Um, and I like it white with the white flour. Uh, that's my favorite food. Uh, then my favorite, what did you ask, Mordecai? De- your destination, your favorite destination. Our destination is anywhere with a beach. So I really like the beach. I like being, you know, by the beach. I like swimming and just, you know, relaxing, having a cold lemonade ah, by the beach. That's, that's totally my, my vibe. And what I do, so... I work, um, so I'm from Kenya, and I work with kids who come from underprivileged backgrounds um, within Nairobi, which is the capital of Kenya. And, um, and what I mean by that is that these kids live in informal settlements, uh, and they basically have, don't have access to a lot of opportunities in life. And my... My, my work or through an initiative, I have an initiative that I founded, it's called Star Kids Initiative. And through that initiative, we, we empower these kids by mostly through education. So we try and enable them to, to learn, to have the ability to learn, to have access to quality education. Um, and then through that, we actually try and teach them the aspect of purpose so that they can understand who they are in Christ and so that they can be able to overcome the challenges that they face. So yeah, that's what I do. Hello, I'm Sydney. Um, It's so nice to meet Esther. I haven't met her until today. So (laughs) this is really fun. Um, So I am Sydney. My favorite food is very difficult. Um, But I've recently been super into um, Thai food a lot. And I learned how to make like a peanut chicken this summer. That is very good. So probably have to say that. Um, Destination. I really love mountains 
So anywhere there's mountains, like Colorado or, um, I don't know, other places. I love mountains and just being out in nature. Um, and I am a student. I'm going to be a senior this year at Cornerstone, and I'm very excited about that. Um, it's going to be an adventure for sure. <laughs> um, and I am studying kind of like a, a music and ministry degree um, with the intention of being a worship director in church afterwards, um, but just kind of waiting to see what happens. So yeah, I love it. I love the people that I get to learn from and the people pouring into me are they're incredible people. So I'm very grateful, but excited to be here. You forget to mention that you're an amazing worship leader, which I think is my favorite, but anyway, She's a, an amazing worship leader. She's an amazing speaker. Now, I have been thinking, what does purpose even mean in the current times that we're living in amongst our generation? Things are going on so well. Then a virus comes. People get unemployed. Uh, people uh, have a hard time finding jobs. People have a hard time trying even to think about school. And in the midst of all this, it's kind of very foggy for our people in our generation to even start or even think about dreaming, dreaming bigger or even think about pursuing purpose. So, <clears throat> first of all, I, I, I want to know how are young people around you in current times that we're facing in terms of corona and even so many things happening politically, uh, you know, all around the world, so many things are happening. How or what's the space like for the young people who are around you guys, where you serve or the people you interact with? I think there's, there's always like a spectrum with everything. Um, and there's definitely one with like reactions to this, but on both sides, I see either like an, a, a radical awareness and um, drive to like, do something about whatever it is that we are coming up against whether it is the virus or like the talks of injustice that are now being brought out into light again um there's the people that are like trying to learn about it and do something about it um and not even that has split in the two there's the people that are doing something about it in a way that's militant and dangerous and then there's a way that people have been approaching it with humility and openness um and that's been really cool to see and like something that i've been able to step into myself which is awesome um and then on the other side of the spectrum i'd say there's kind of a desire to remain where um somebody finds themselves to like continue on in being blinded, whether it's intentional or not. Um, kind of like, you know, ignorance is bliss, choosing to hold on to the bliss, even though it's not the truth. And there I see it out of fear of learning or fear of like what someone might have to do once they know more about what's going on. Um, either a fear or like some way that they have been hurt and it's pushed them back into the shadows and, and um, created an unwillingness to dig in. And like all these things that are going on are really, really big. And I can understand why it would instill like a, even a tiny little bit of fear in everybody, but it's, it comes down to like what everybody's doing and how everybody's reacting. So like everyone falls somewhere on that 
spectrum, but I see like either like a radical response or a radical mm. ignorance, one of the two. <clears throat> wow, radical response or radical ignorance. Now that's that's very interesting, especially here in the States where there's politics and everything and in the midst of all this. But it's quite um, awesome that we have two different cultures and different uh, spaces here. Esther, what's happening in Kenya? How, how, what's, the, what's the feel for people in our generation? And um... Yeah. So, I mean, similar to what Sid has just said, there is a spectrum. Um, currently, there's no political... I mean, there's always a little bit of political unrest, but it's not as intensive now because elections are not in two, until two years' time. So... Now, I think what I've seen most of is a lot of anxiety, um, especially earlier on around March, there was a lot of anxiety as to like, what's going to happen? What are we doing? What does it mean for my job? What does it mean for the goals that I had and, and whatnot? Um, then I think there's also, there's also another side that I've seen of resilience. Um, initially, there was a lot of um, talk around you know, what can you do now, now that you're at home? Are you going to learn how to bake? Are you going to learn how to, I don't know, I don't know, start a hobby, do something? But there was a lot of that, a lot of resilience. Like, oh, now I finally have time to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So there's that. And then there's also the anxiety part that I mentioned. And then um, now this goes now to the demographic of the, of the people that I work with um, in the informal settlements. That, and that area, there's a lot of, a high, there's a high rate of insecurity, let's just say that generally, that has really come up because of the whole um, COVID-19 experience. And this is because they leave mostly from hand to mouth. And um, now that they don't, have, there are not very many casual jobs that are, are, are being given out. Um, and then a lot of youth are at home and jobless. Um, so there's a lot of insecurity that has come up, a lot of, you know, joining like sort of bad company, getting influenced. Um, there's, a, there's a spike in like teenage pregnancies. So there's a lot of um, vices that have come out of certain communities because of the idleness, if I can call it that, that COVID has brought about. Um, yeah. Wow. Those are those are very uh, diverse spectrums, uh, and even I think they all crisscross one another because the same things you're talking about. I mean, they could look different, but they are similar here. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of resilience. As we think globally, I looked at those videos from Lebanon, and my mind could not put things together. What are your reactions? What are your thoughts when you think about? what's happening globally um, and I, I would like you guys to actually think through with people our demographic you know in mind because um, so many things are happening and they care about the world they care about the injustices like Sydney said they care about what's happening and they are wondering what can I do what are your thoughts when it comes to that wow Mordecai that's it's such a heavy question um it's, I, I do agree with you. There are a lot of people in, in our age group or our demographic that are in tune with what is happening in the world and are concerned and do wish to do something about it. And I love that about being part of this generation. I'm like, yes, let's, let's do something. Let's try to fix it. Um, it can get a, a bit overwhelming though. Um, that's for sure. But um, 
my thoughts on it is I'm such a cheerleader. I'm just like, what? You want to go and march in the streets? Yes, go. You want to do this? Go. Um, I'm such a cheerleader. I really, I like, I like, you know, that people are sensitive and want to act on this thing. I think um, my only reservation that I, I would have is, 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 is thinking, is having the humility as this generation to seek guidance on certain steps that we want to make. Because it's one thing to go and write out on the streets and, you know, we're anti A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but then is it going to make an impact? So just having the humility to seek advice, um, even though, I mean, I'm not saying don't go to the streets, but go to the streets as a part of a strategy um and that's and that's what i'd say and that would cut across all sorts of issues um around the world uh regarding lebanon i i'm like you i mean i'm speechless i'm like what what you know what is this and 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 what do we do and and even the people there who are i say maybe not demographic and are feeling very you know like they want to act on something you know what do you do when something so catastrophic happens in an instant like one minute so I, I I really am a lot of I'm at a loss of words for that. I would have to second that. Um, you know, it's like that's one of the things, like Esther said, like one of the um, blessings when it when it works right. One of the blessings of the age that we live in is our ability to be informed about so much. Um, but I'm, I'm like really bad about it even so. So it's like, oh, like sometimes you fall on the side of like, oh my gosh, like everybody needs to hear about this. Like we all need to learn. But sometimes it's like, I don't want to know the brokenness, even though it's staring you right in the face. And I think like it's, it's been hard to, in the midst of everything else, like, comprehend like another what do you mean another horrible thing has happened and then you like I mean for us like we immediately go like God (laughs) what are you doing like why are you allowing this I know you're good and I know you're faithful and I know that you're over this and in all things but like why would you let this happen what are you doing and I think, like, it might be the churchy answer, you know, but, like, I think all of these things happen for, like, for those of us who know him and, like, those of us who don't to, like, draw us to him. And I think that's the only choice we have um, geographically removed from it. Like, we, I think our role is to bring it to the Lord and if we have the privilege of being like someone who is well-informed, like helping other people to do that and like being a shepherd and, um, you know, bringing other people to it. And that's something that I have to remind myself is like, bring it to the Lord, bring it to the Lord. Like they're not just words, like it's interceding for people and it's, it's inviting him into it. And I don't know there's a lot of lament that needs to happen and lots of comfort that family leads and I don't know there's just so much going on but like we have to bring it to him because if we don't we'll fall apart (laughs) and you know he's the one that holds all things together wow yeah I know sometimes I wonder um you know how you don't feel something until it's so close to you 
Because when you look at the videos, you're like, is it, I don't feel it or what? Like, what would, like, how I have tried to imagine myself in that moment and me in Lebanon and what I would, like, what would be going on. You know, there's a bunch of generation that is going to grow up traumatized. There's a huge, I saw kids crying. I saw, uh, you know. What would it look like when you woke up one day and everything you had built was gone? You know, someone was going to work that day rejoicing and happy, probably like life was good. And then in a minute like that, everything changed, you know? So it's, it's just mind blowing um, to think about all this. And as a young emerging leader, you know, you have so many questions. Everybody, all of us young people have had conversations with friends of mine and you know the we we are thinking about the future and we don't know what the future looks like and i mean it's it's not bad but at the same time we have questions um i'm i'm, I'm thinking about um john the baptist in, in in jail immediately after he had presented jesus to the world uh so this is jesus uh he you know and then he's in jail and then he sends the disciples and he's like hey, go and ask that guy, is he the one really? Or, you know, should we wait for another? Um, and sometimes I feel like in John's shoes, you know? And even more so, is I don't feel it. I wonder, like, people in those places where they're hurting and everything, they probably feel the same. And it's so hard even to tell them that God is good or it's in God's plan. Like, you can't even do that. Uh, but at the same time, young people are struggling thinking about purpose. What does purpose mean to you guys? And in light of everything that's happening, how can we make sense as young people of the direction we're heading? Any one of you can go for it. <laughs> what does, what, when I say purpose, what comes to mind? And I want you to answer it from where we are right now, not where we've been, but like where we are all are right now. How do yeah. I begin looking at purpose? from everything what's the implication so i think i can i can attempt to start ah well purpose especially now in this season um i think it it really is believing that you are here on earth for a reason that is known that is is god given i think like that is a reason that is is from God. Like God created you for a purpose, you know. Like a reason you're here for a certain reason, and um, and also a certain season. Like He knew that you'd be here at such a time as this. Like He knew that this would be this would be happening, and Esther would be living, you know, in that season in Kenya, and um, and so and there's a reason you 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 exist, um. I think I like what Sid, you said about like taking it to the Lord because from my perspective, um, I think you've just reminded me of, you know, at the end of it all for us believers, our blanket purpose for everybody, at least from, from what I gather, is to, to, to share the knowledge of the kingdom of God. It's, it's to know it as ourselves, to believe in it, to live in it, but also to share it to anyone else who would, you know, listen and to, to essentially grow the kingdom uh, of God. And 
And so I think he just really actually just challenged me like, oh, wow, you know, am I living in that purpose at this time with COVID and Lebanon? You know, like, what are you actually trying to live um, that uh, purpose, that reason, that reason for being at this time in this place? Um, so yeah, and I guess I'd challenge anybody else who's, who's listening to, to think about that as well. Sid, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to attempt to. <laughs> but no, I think you're exactly like the reason in a season thing is, well, first of all, it rhymes. So that's <laughs> Um <laughs> But second, like that's completely it. Because I've even seen like, so my dad, for example, he went to college and he got a business degree. And then he worked in construction and then he worked for a home business. And then he worked at a car sales place and like all this. And now he's a counselor. And like, that's what he was supposed to be at the end. But like, he's had all these different reasons in different seasons. And like, that's been encouraging for me. Cause like, even like as a college student, we all come in and we're like, Oh, I have to figure out the one thing. And then if I fail, I'm done. <laughs> it's like, no, um, I'm probably going to change three times at some point, depending on what the need is. And that's what I don't remember who said this to me, but someone was like, wherever you see your gifting and a need in the world line up, that is your purpose. Was it, it might've been you Mordecai. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, um, you know, and that, that's hard to, it's not that e like it's simple, but not easy. Like it's, it's a very simple formula, but it takes the eyes to see what's going on in the world um which isn't pretty <laughs> and it takes not just you being aware of where god has gifted you but also other people speaking into your life and and helping you to see um which means seeking out those people um so it takes the work and it takes the effort but like god planted a specific gifting in every person and you know it's different like people who have hospitality or people who can speak or people who are healers or people who speak truth and every person has something um and i i would believe like even the people that don't know the lord like he's put something in them too and they can they can even glorify him without even knowing it um and that's what that's i would latch on to what Esther was saying like we're all here to play out some kind of purpose that God has and like we're all here as his image bearers like we're we're the little Christs running around on that's what Christian means I think little Christs and we're running around on this planet like showing him to the world which is a big deal <laughs> it's like you don't want to you don't want to mess it up for the Lord, but, but even when we do, it's amazing that he, like the other day I was like, where did all my peace go? Like I felt so much peace this summer. And then yesterday it was like, Oh, I just feel so depressed and hopeless and everything is going wrong. And then like you come back to the, the Lord and like, he was reminding me in Isaiah, like you come to him, you seek him. And then you will go out with joy and peaceful guidance. And that's what he does when you come to him with what you give or what he's given you. 
Um, so that was a lot of words, but I think, I think it boils down to like the gifting and the need in the world and where those things cross, like that's your thing right now. And it takes work to search it out. But once you do, I think it's fulfilling. Mm. Wow. Gifting and need. Um, well, both gifting and need in the current situations is very hard to see sometimes and very overwhelming. Uh, so someone can be like, I actually don't see my gifting. I don't know what my gifting is. Uh, or if you're a jack of trades, like I am, and I'm so confused what exactly. Okay, then I'm like, oh, I, I can do this. I can do this. And then people say, oh, you can't do nothing. So where do you head? Or um, so then needs, when it comes to needs, <laughs> there are needs all over the place. Um, and you're like, okay, so do I go here? I can help here. I can help you. So how do you how how do you how do you put on the glasses of determining this is this and I think it's a huge struggle for us uh, especially in our age where we can learn anything on YouTube or we see someone else doing something and we run to that side and then over some time it gets uninteresting and we run to that side. Last week we were talking about anchoring and finding things that anchor us and give us focus. What is that? What, what would you guys deduct from that and say, this is one thing, you know, not really one thing or a way or something, a principle that can guide us in helping us understand our gifting and the need that's there so that we can live out the purpose that God designed us. Yep. Yes, ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready because I, the only reason I'm ready is because I've gone through this phase of like, and, and like, like I really relate with what Mordecai is saying in terms of like, you feel like you're multi-gifted, so you can do many things. And why shouldn't you be able to do many things if you can do them? You know, go ahead and do them. Uh, but then they might not be it. They might not be, you know, the reason why you're in that season. Anyway, my number one tip oh my god i feel this so strongly like i feel it deep in my bones (laughs) is is log off social media that's my number one tip that is my number one tip i think that um we have there's too much coming at us and we're too easily influenced by how other people are living their lives and so we want to be like, let's say Mordecai is doing a podcast. I'm like, oh, even I can do a podcast, you know, and then I can be cool like Mordecai. Like, that's how we live. And, and sometimes it's so um, subconscious, but it's there. It really is present and we need to acknowledge it. And, and, and so kind of like log off social media as often as you possibly can. That is tied in with um, self-awareness. So you need to be able to know who you are like I like asking myself this question I don't like practice it like I don't think I do a good job of practicing it but I like to ask myself this question like if I was alone in this world would I really want black nail polish or do I want black nail polish because my friend has black nail polish like what like what do I really want like if I if nobody else could comment about how I'm living my life how would I live it And so kind of like reflecting on that, you know, would give you some sort of peace of mind. Like, this is the person I would be regardless of anything um, that's happening. And it's hard work because so many people, so many things can influence us. Um, But that would be uh, another thing. Last but not least um, is around um, trying different things. So I believe 
that you should try everything. I really do believe that you should try everything. Um, especially when you're younger, like just do it all. Like you start and fail and then do another thing and then start and then just try it all. And um, I think the one that sticks, that's the one. The one that you're consistent about, that's the one. And I mean, you can't know if you don't try. So that's my thought on it. And I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question, Mordecai. And I hope that that this answers have helped somebody out there because I have really struggled with this. Now, it's interesting you say that. Well, I asked it because I have personally gone through all the mess. Esther, no, you know, I have so many, you know, I am... Yes, Mordecai, I know. <laughs> you know, I've been called a jack of all trades. When I sit down with people here in the US, they say, oh, Mordecai, you've done so much. They just have no idea how I've jumped on almost every train trying to pursue purpose, you know? I'm like, God, okay, you know, I can give you all my time. I can give you all this. Just show me, just show me, you know? And I even jumped in the deep waters and everything. And I felt so, I failed, I failed so bad. Sometimes I failed and hit the ground so bad. It's just that it's never out there. It's never known. Wow. Sydney, what are your thoughts? I think I have a lot to learn. <laughs> um, I... I think what really stuck out to me is what Esther is saying. I never thought about this. Like comparison is a huge, it's a huge damper on discovering who you are because you're trying to be everybody else. And like, I don't know, that hit home for me. Like I have to log off of social media because I sit here, I'm like, oh, there must be something wrong with me because all of these things don't look like my life. So I must have to, but it's like, that's not true. I have to get by myself. And like, I really love being outside. Like that's where I find peace because like, especially that's where I like to read my Bible. Like when I do it, I like to do it outside because it's like, it just feels right. Like you're in creation with the creator and I feel like it's at times like that. I'm learning how to be still. <laughs> it's very hard in this day and age, but I, I don't know. I just kind of sit there and wait it out. I'm a really contemplative person. So I like to sit there and think and think and think. So I need to challenge myself to do because then I will know like physically, tangibly, um, like what it is that works and what it is that doesn't. But like, for me, the one thing that always comes back is like, oh, I really want to sing a song right now. <laughs> and it's like, I think you're completely right. Like whatever, I don't think your gifting is always something you love because I think I've seen a lot of people be afraid of what they're really good at. Like for example, like a really gifted speaker sometimes is like really, has a lot of stage fright and they're like oh no I can't do it and like they end up getting there so I don't want to say like your purpose is what you love to do the most because it might be it might not be but I think it's like the most deeply ingrained thing in you it's like what do you really like if you to take your scenario like if you were alone in the world what would you do like what is the one thing that you would just keep on doing and like, for me, it's like, oh, I, I think I'd like to sing. I think I'd like to walk around everywhere and like 
sing and, and talk about what I see. And I really like to have a deep conversation with somebody because I also like to do that. But I guess if I was alone, that'd be a little hard. <laughs> but I think it's like there's, I think we're each made with something deeply ingrained in us. And though we might be good at a lot of different things and like praises for those who are like, we need the people to step in and fill all the different things. Um, even when it's overwhelming. But I think there's like, maybe not one, maybe one, two or three, like three things that are like deeply ingrained in you that you just like fill you up and like just flow out of you naturally. And like, for me, I'm an introvert. So when I'm alone, like that's where it's revealed to me. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's, that's interesting. Something that's deeply ingrained in you. And as you keep doing, as you keep serving, as you keep getting involved, as you keep, uh, uh, failing and trying and failing and trying, then you begin to unearth that deeply ingrained thing in you. Now, let's land this plane on, from you guys on a personal note. <laughs> on a personal note, um, when you reflect back before BC and now moving forward, <laughs> BC means before COVID and now like moving forward, like on a personal note, when you reflect back, what do you see and where you are now and looking forward, what do you see? But also I want you to, as you reflect that, as you're reflecting out loud through speaking, what are your thoughts to people in our generation? How can we encourage one another? Um, so I've, I've learned that I'm too busy. And it's really hard to hear the important things when there's a lot of noise in your life. And that is kind of what, in a, in a weird, twisted way, that's what I've learned from COVID. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I talked about like being outside and spending time in the word, like that has been a constant in my life, like never before. And I think it's something that I, I wish I would have done before. And I know I, I would have, it would have been a lot more life-giving. Not that it wasn't life-giving before, but I wasn't letting it be. And that's something that is like really hard to, like it shouldn't be, but it's really hard to like carve out and busyness. And I'm really thankful for the space I've had to like be in the word because I've been, being reminded of who God is in the middle of this and like focused on him. And I'm hoping it's something that I can like work hard to keep in my day to day because that's, what's going to keep me grounded and centered. Um, because it is, there is so much anxiety right now. And, you know, I, I totally see why, what our purpose is, is such a big question right now. Cause it's like, mm. even though I like quote unquote know what I'm doing, it's like, no, <laughs> um, it reminds me of, I just like hand lettered something for somebody and it was um, from Proverbs and it says a man's heart establishes or a man's heart plans his course, but the Lord establishes his steps. And I think it's a weird um, comparison in the words used because a course is like a like the whole thing it's like I have the whole thing planned out and I know like sitting here starting senior year it's like I know how this is gonna go I know exactly what I want to do after I graduate 
but the Lord establishes the steps. And those are like the tiny little pieces of the giant course. And mm. I think for me, I have to focus on each step and what God is doing in each step. So like, of course, it's, it's going to be overwhelming trying to figure out like your grand story. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not there yet. There's no way I could know that. But I know right now, I'm, I'm getting ready to go back to school. And so that means I need to be thinking like, oh, what are some goals that I have for this year? Like, what do I want to, how do I want to open myself up for God to do things? Like with the chapel team I get to lead, like how do I want to pour into them? Um, and the different space that we, we get to lead worship in, like how do, how do we teach people that worship is more than singing when we can't sing mm. together? So it's mm -hmm. like, I'm, I have to sit right here and go day to day. Um, not like foolishly being like, I don't know, the future doesn't matter. It's like, no, of course you plan ahead. But like, I have to stay grounded in what God is doing and the steps that he's establishing every day. And I think that kind of like turns down the volume of the anxiety and the awareness, right? Or the anxiety and like the, the overstimulation right now um, mm -hmm. is like, okay, like I can talk about like this magic formula, like your gifting and, and the world's need, but it's like when that's so big, it's like, okay, today, what is your purpose today? Like today mm. I need to be a good sister and love my family. And I need to be faithful in reading this book that I've been supposed to be reading over the summer and something's going to come out of that. So I would say, even though life is really overwhelming, there's, a lot of good things and there's a lot of bad things, but like focus on the steps that the Lord is establishing in your life. Mm, focus on the steps that God is establishing in your life. Um, <clears throat> so I, first of all, I really, I resonate with um, what Sid was saying, um, especially around purpose for the day, like for today, like what do I need to do today? And sometimes I think we have this, we just think we think purpose is this big you know audacious goal and like sometimes it's just i need to be a good sister like you're saying or a good daughter or a good friend and actually check up on my friends and you know how are they doing and whatnot um and so i really like that the whole purpose for today um i love it um so for covid to answer the question um so weirdly enough when when covid hit my first like I thought, I really thought the world was coming to an end. Like I had a moment of like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is how it all ends. Like this is it. And I had such a, a, a reflective moment of what are you doing with your life? Like if the world was indeed to end today, are you proud of what you've done? Have you been chasing the wrong things? Have you been, uh, you know, have you put yourself out there enough? I really had a reflective moment around that. And so COVID for me has brought about um, a lot, a lot more, it has made me more aware of mortality. Like I'm here for a span, like not forever. We're here for a very short time. And so what can you do since you're here? And, and there's a whole thing of like accountability, right? Like we, we are told that, you know, God will ask, what did you do? With the time that I gave you, with the talents that I gave you, you know, do we want to, do you really want to hear well done, good and faithful servant? And so it's like, wow, okay, 
we strategize Esther, like I had a moment of, okay, I think I've been doing things there a bit wrong. Let's kind of focus on, on what is important. And um, similar to Sydney, that, um, that slowing down of life, I, I guess, has um, brought about a more intimate um, spiritual walk or journey um, because I think I, I, I had to speak, you know, I had to ask like, okay, what is it? What am I really, you know, doing? You know, what is this about? Um, so, um, and interestingly with, with the, it made me realize that I had outsourced a lot of my, my own walk with uh, Christ or my own relationship with Christ to the community around me, to the Christian community, you know, just because I attended service, I had a Bible study, I had this and that. And so it's like, oh, wow, when you strip all of that, what is your relationship with God? You know, like, what, what are you going, like, what's, what's going on with you? So it also brought a lot of, like, spiritual awakening. Wow, like, I've been holding on to other people to, to guide me on this book, yet it's supposed to be a personal relationship. So that has come out. Um, because of the mortality thing that now is engraved in me, go for it. Just do it. Do whatever it is that you want to do. Go and do it right now. Um, just do it, honestly. That's my advice. <laughs> go ahead and do it. Yeah, purpose for today, guys. Be that good son. Be that good daughter. Be that good brother. Be that good student. Be that good friend. Call someone. Text someone. Reach out to someone. Uh, have coffee if it's allowed in your place <laughs> to have coffee and social distancing. This reminds me of Isaiah 41, verse um, mm-hmm. 5 and 6. It says, The islands have seen it and fear, and fear. The ends of the earth trembled. They approached and came forward. They helped each other. They said to their companions, Be strong. Basically, it's about coastlanders and they had seen the ends of the earth and they saw the power and the authority of God. But then they began encouraging one another and helping one another to be strong. If we can encourage one another and push one another to be strong, despite what's happening around us, one word of encouragement can turn a whole cause for someone else. One word of, 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 uh, of be strong to someone can help them overcome their addiction, can help them overcome anything they're about to um, give up on and it can give them hope right now more than ever we need hope we need to know that god is in control and the the, the, the blind are seeing the the, the the lame are walking we need to know that he's still working in the midst of our chains he's still working in the midst of our brokenness he's still working in the midst of what we cannot see so thank you so much esther and sydney for being here today until next time This is a Papa story. (laughs) What's